Hi, Tom Bernard here. You're listening to Best of the Family. Enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Tommy, do you guys read a lot of poetry on the queue? You mean like, there once was a man from Nantucket? No, more like T.S. Eliot. April is the cruelest month, breeding lilacs out of the dead land, mixing memory and desire, stirring dull roots with spring rain. Dougie, what's wrong? You a little sad? No, other than the weather, nothing's wrong. In fact, in the Walzer world, Coon Rapids and Burnsville finished number one and two in the state of Minnesota. J.Lo finally beat Dan Resch. Wow, that's pretty cool. Is it okay if I take all the credit? Well, I'd expect nothing less. Actually, we've got great inventory of some great vehicles, and these short-term leases are perfect for people who can't get the brands that they want. You told me about those. You can drive a new Nissan for as little as 18 months, and by then the chips will be aplenty. That's it exactly. We hope by then you'll be a Walzer Nissan convert. For great deals from the Minnesota sales leaders, go to Burnsville or Coon Rapids Nissan. Oh, you can sit over here. Oh, there's no. That's, yeah, there's oh, I'm no sorry. No, no, oh, stolen. Working out just Doug fine. Sprinthal comes I in and up upsets the apple cart. See, we got the family side and then the foreigners. <laughs> foreigners <laughs> side over there. It all works out in the and end. And the others. What is going on? What's that? Somebody's torso that sits in this chair is very long. I think Michael's a little taller than you. Michael Bryant? Oh God, yeah. Oh, well, he yeah, might be yeah. coming in to fill in for you torso? on Thursday. Oh, cool. Okay, what is happening? He's going to be doing car stealing secrets. Struggling nice. greatly. Oh, you may. A kid okay. from... <laughs> gotta, kid oh, i got to ask you a question. Okay. Because uh, my friend Renee told me yesterday that Catherine and I, for our fall vacation, should go to Nantucket. Really? We should? Oh, yeah, if you've never been. I've, it's beautiful. I've never, you've never been there, have you? Uh-uh. Nantucket or Martha's have Vineyard. No. I don't even know where Nantucket thing. is. It's uh, off the coast of Cape Cod. Mm-hmm. Okay. So where? Is Massachusetts. For- okay. <laughs> a former whaling village. It's up by Mille Lacs. I yeah. know nothing about uh, New England. 
Yeah, I so we'd have Clearly. to take a gander at it, honey. Yeah, yeah well, if, we can, where to if we can get in at this point. Oh, he said if we do it, no, we might be Usually, really? a couple months. It, it, as soon as school starts in the East Coast, a lot of those right. places get pretty quiet. Mm-hmm. Oh. And that's why he said we should that's go in September. That's a good time to go. He yeah. said we should go in September because there are far fewer people. We is got him yawning. Yeah, that is uh, Jude snoring. That is Jude snoring. Yeah. He was snoring that loud? <clears throat> he does that. He's yes, a, he does. He's a snorer. Okay, i got to say, is Timmy Lammers with us? He sure is. Timmy, I you am. Know, as I you am. know, I'm a centrist politically, so I, it, what, I don't care if it's left or right, whether it's positive, negative, whatever, but... what. When something's funny, something's funny. I'm sorry, but the first lady, did you hear her speech to the Spanish-speaking people oh, in God, San Antonio? How embarrassing. No, no, oh, Who God. writes these speeches for did these people? Did you hear people? it, Timmy? I don't know. No, I, I didn't. I can't wait to hear what you have to say, though. Uh, and again, this is not to rip her or anything, but do a little research for Isn't Christ's well, sake. Not, listen Isn't to the it? words you're saying. Is that the speech listen. where they misspelled Louisiana? No. no. Oh, that was a the different one? The first lady? Yeah, yeah Jill Biden. Biden. Oh, she, oh, that was it wasn't Kamala. Kamala. Oh, yeah. That was Kamala. Okay. Did that. Jill Biden. And again, I don't think she's a moron. She's a doctor or something. Yeah, right? she's got a doctor in education. Okay, education. Okay. Well, then that doesn't count. Then it's an education. Not a doctor. No, but she's making a speech to a bunch of Spanish because Spanish people are leaving the Democratic Party or something in San Antonio, whatever it is. In Texas, they are. Yeah, in Texas, they are. Yeah. So she's doing a speech, and I'm sure she reeled them all in when she said, "You ready for this, Ralphie?" Yep. She said, "It's just so nice to be here with people, Spanish-speaking people, uh, people of your culture. It's it's just great to be here at the Bodega." Um. She said Bodega. I think she said Bodega. Even I know it's Bodega. I thought she said. No, no, she said Bodega. I thought she Bodega. said Bogota. And you could hear the people Bogota? go. Bogota. Bogota. <laughs> and then Bogota is what she was thinking. Well, don't I think yeah, she was don't thinking. say words that you don't know. And well, she why said, somebody well, say, "By the way, this word is bodega." Why didn't they and, help her? Well, and there was more. There was. There was more. Yes, There's more. Right. Do you have that? No, there? go ahead. I, I don't, oh, she and, said that. And, uh, and you can run it. That the uh, okay. Latin culture is as diverse as breakfast tacos. It's breakfast oh tacos. Oh, my gosh. She did not mention no. tacos. She did say that. It's no. diverse I mean, as can you imagine? All right, come One of my favorite Dan Quayle quotes, of which oh, there are yeah, many. He was the worst, was yeah. He was on tour of... Uh, Central or South America, and he goes, I love being in Latin America. I wish I'd studied Latin in school. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's close. He wanted to be a priest. He just wanted to be a well, priest. That's all I he mean, meant. that's an area. But yeah. if you studied Latin in school, you'd be able to speak Italian, speak Spanish. <clears throat> that speak is all true. Those those are, are really, uh, after I learned Spanish, uh, starting to learn French was like easy. no problem. Because yeah. they're so romance similar. Language, yeah. All the romance languages are so similar mm-hmm. that it's, yeah. It's crazy. So it's been a hell of a week. We got Anne Frank had white privilege. We got Bodega and have a breakfast taco if you're and, really Spanish. And she's using the Latin X thing. Oh, they hate that. They hate it, especially the women. 99%. Yeah, they 99% of Spanish people hate the word Latin. They're like, who, who, all of a sudden, all these white people just are forcing us to call that's ourselves something different. That and that's Latin. not racist at all. <laughs> I know. I just uh, these politicians. Uh, you got to admit, Democrat, Republican. These politicians are the worst human beings on earth. 
Come on. Now we had the Come our two Well, not friends. those two. And that was so those funny. Those two they, aside, they, I mean. Yeah, those two aside. And Tim They Valenti, legalized see marijuana in Minnesota when nobody was looking. I know. <laughs> they it sure was, did. They wasn't did. it an accident? It was like, no, it wasn't we an accident. Really... It was on purpose. Oh, yeah. Because okay. they didn't uh, read it. Ryan Winkler yeah. and Garoppolo yeah, they didn't were in here read two it. weeks ago. They never they read anything. And when they got done, one of the there were eight people working on the bill. Four of them were Republicans. And when they got done, one of them said, wait a minute, did we just legalize marijuana yeah because yep. they didn't realize what they were doing like, that's yep, what it is well generally well, like those bills stacked high i mean papers stacked high they should and, not and be able to do that stu- stuck stuffed with pork yep yeah mm-hmm. and and they just simply slid one by them. riders need to be <laughs> illegal so great honest to god people people or something mess. what's going to happen if um to all the drug dealers that can't make money off of selling they start selling heroin, fentanyl. That's what well, they're, they're already doing that. I guess. Yeah, exactly. What they'll do is they'll sell the marijuana uh, laced with fentanyl. Yes, that they is what they will you do. You develop a narcotic addiction to yep. it, you and don't then what you, you you don't want the legal marijuana because it doesn't give you the same high and it doesn't cure your withdrawal symptoms. Yep. So then you're going to go back to the illegal drug producer who's selling you narcotics more than marijuana. I think we should just put you're Narcan a in. Sunshine, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> we should just put naloxone in the water supply at this point. There, that maybe. <laughs> Well, yeah, got, well. yeah. Well, Mike, I just lost a, I lost a nephew over the over the over the weekend of the holiday weekend. Oh. He got got a little bit too much heroin. Yep. Oh, you lost a nephew. Dead in the car. And a oh, listener, God. same thing. Yep. Eighteen year old found him dead in bed. Mm-hmm. Just terrible. Yeah. Absolutely. That's fentanyl, isn't it? Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm sure. It's, it's I'm fentanyl. sure it's yeah. all fentanyl. Yeah. I mean, they, they load up the heroin with a little fentanyl and. Even heroin is actually somewhat hard to overdose on if you know uh, at all what you're doing. Yeah, well, I mean, if you've been doing it for years, is, you're probably not going to overdose. You don't on know it. what your dealer is actually giving you, exactly. right? Exactly. You're I never going to know. Get, it's not a lot of control on the streets. It's not. It's not. It's not dose controlled. No, I don't think so. <laughs> you know, everybody yeah. thinks that this, 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 uh, pro- the people that are providing you the drugs have the same ethics and uh-huh. the same morals and the same uh, skills as the FDA and the and the drug manufacturers. But the reality is they do not, and uh-huh. they simply don't care. And they don't care what's in it. They they used to cut it with uh, ground up uh, China. Right, oh, China geez. white, and you yeah. you'd, oh, you'd get interstitial pneumonitis as a result mm-hmm. of injecting this particulate matter into your veins. It would lodge in your lungs and trash your lungs. God, that sounds so, bad. I like the idea of this. It is a bad thing. Yeah. <laughs> I like the idea of this, uh, like a head of a gang kicking down the door of his uh, his uh, drug pushers and going, "I need you to balance that centrifuge, God damn it!" <laughs> there you go. Our customers are expecting the best. You call that a microgram? This is a microgram, mister. I don't see a meniscus. There you go. It's, it's, I love it. But that's a reality. And, you know, you, you, if, they're, if, they're, if they're growing the cocaine and they're growing the marijuana and bugs get on it, guess what it gets? It gets a heavy-duty dose of Paraquat yep. or any bad thing. Yep. It'll kill everything. It'll sterilize that plant of all bugs. Very amazing. Oh, yeah. Well, so well, it's no different from what we eat, though. So, hey, there's good. that. Oh, uh, well, no, there are controls. No, there, there, things there are tested yes. and are controlled. That's one of the good, but that's one of the good things about legalizing marijuana, yep. legalizing the drugs, because then they are checked for those right. sort of things, yep. and you're, you don't run the risk of getting, you know, killed by them. Mm-hmm. What's the new thing that, that they're saying is in everyone's pee now that's in Roundup? Oh, Roundup is uh, uh, glycosamine. Atrazine in everybody's urine. They said it's in everyone's no. urine in America. Oh my God! Now, now that you've Ground said glycosamine, 
glyphosate. So is that a bad thing, doctor? Glyphosate is not good. No. Everybody in America has it in their pee now, they say. Well, we also all have uh, nuclear materials, thanks to the atomic bombs. That's true. Atomic bombs. So which would you rather have? Glyphosate. What is it? Glyphosate. (laughs) Glyphosate. Or a morning taco. Which one would you rather? Breakfast taco. Definitely well, the breakfast taco. taco no, not has breakfast taco. In it. Morning taco. Morning. Taco. morning you got to go to Bogota to get it. Yeah, in Bogota. Bogota. Yeah. I like the idea of the first lady going to like uh, New York and saying, "Oh, geez, New York City is diverse as a piece of pizza. It's as spicy as a meatball." Shouldn't she know the, the the word bodega after the big story with the uh, bodega worker? Right. Defending himself. Oh yeah, that's right. Was she trying to say bodega or? I think she was, she was trying to say bodega, but she, she said bodega. it like bo- Bogota. Oh. What was written in the what was written in the speech? It's it written down. That should be public information. Do you know what was written in the street was corner store? You know they're trying to <laughs> yeah. to prosecute that guy that stabbed the guy that was beating the. Well, of course piss they out. are. It's mm, they let him out now. Oh, oh did they, they did? let him yeah. out now. Yeah, they let well, him they out. they might nice have lowered him. his bail, but I think he's still charged. I think he's still charged with murder. Yeah, the the bail was outrageous in in a state he's or in a city, I should say. I know where what they have the no bail thing for the low levels. Yeah. Yeah, ridiculous. So, yeah, they lowered the bail on the guy, but I think he's still charged. I don't know. Did he go before a grand jury yet? But Because I, I think that will pretty much clear him. I don't know. I haven't seen anything on it except for that he got released. And everybody's in, everybody is outraged that he ever even got arrested. Yeah, well, and, and think be. about this. Yeah. He went to Rikers Island. Oh, you know? God. Oh, God. Oh, not a fun place. Yeah, he was waiting in Rikers. Wow. It's a dream come true yeah. is all I have to say. So, Timmy, we got Doug Sprinthal in studio today. What do you think of that on a Tuesday? I, I think that, you know, I heard the Elvis uh, music, uh, the bumper music, Viva Las Vegas. And I that. need to know whether either of you or Ralph or Catherine or Alex or Andy, did, did anybody see Elvis yet? I have not. No. I've heard it's terrific. I can't wait, though. I'm so excited. Really good. I'm just not that into Elvis. Audrey. I don't know. Why? I'm going to set my soul on fire. <laughs> Is it good? Oh, it's, I loved it. I loved it. You know, but I'm getting, now I'm starting to get a few people who are saying, well, I wasn't that impressed or whatever. I I mean, obviously being an Elvis fan helps. And, um, you know, it's not a movie for, you know, the millennials, honestly, unless you grew up in a household, Alex, you know, I mean, obviously you love the Beatles growing up in that atmosphere. And I don't know how much. Um, your dad or mom played the king, but you know, Not I mean, being familiar often, with honestly. his with his music certainly helps. What what part of Elvis's life is the movie concentrating on? Uh, mainly, I mean, they do have flashbacks to his youth, but it's mainly when Colonel Tom took control of his life, more or less. Yeah. So it, it's it's more or less twenty years of his life. From the time he starts to the time he uh, dies at age 42. So, yeah, yeah, 20 years of, in his life is mainly the, uh, the the big swath of the movie. And I say big swath. I mean, it's a long movie. And I'm, I would imagine, Tom, part of the reason you don't want to go to the theater to see it when it's two hours and 39 minutes long. Yeah, it's too long. But... Uh, but you know, I, I honestly, I, I said this when I reviewed it on KQ. I, I could have done with the 
the full four-hour version that Baz Luhrmann says he has. Right. What? I could have gone with the uh, Elvis going to the White House to meet Nixon. Oh, you know, that's one of the great from stories. The film. You know, so I would imagine at some point, and, you know, we're talking streaming or whatever, that that version <laughs> will be released. I mean, the, the, the Elvis fan base is too huge to ignore that sort of thing. Yeah. And he dangled yeah. that out there on purpose. Still? You know, I, I, every filmmaker wants to release their director's cut, and, and I'm pretty sure that's going to be the case with him, too. But the, the one you see in theaters is two hours and 39 minutes long. Wow. You wonder if they do these director cuts more often, particularly with these giant fan bases like Dune or Star Wars yeah. or Marvel. I mean, why, why not, really? I mean, because you have to remember, now, granted, there might be situations where special effects shot. What? What the? How you would have there to go back and restore them. Actually, you know who did that was Zack Snyder with his cut of Justice League. Um, unfortunately, he had to step down from the film in the middle of the production because his daughter took her own life. They brought in another guy who cut, God, I don't know, 70% of what Zack did, redid his own version Critics and fans hated it. So finally, after enough petitioning of the studio, Zack Snyder came back and restored his full vision. And it took doing a lot of visuals. And then he got a four-hour cut out of the thing. So, you know, I could see it'd be a lot easier probably for a guy like Baz Luhrmann because Elvis is not an effects-heavy movie. But, yeah, I mean, very few directors get... The director's cut. There's just not that many in Hollywood that have that sort of clout. I mean, Martin Scorsese's one of them. Christopher Nolan's another. Spielberg, probably. But apart from those guys, James Cameron, probably. But apart from those guys, not too many. Everybody's beholden to the studio, and that drives directors crazy. You know, because that, that's their baby. That They've lived with this thing for two, three, four years of their lives making it. So they don't want to see stuff cut from their movies. Yeah, but if, they, if they, it's making money. If you can release a director's cut and people will pay for it, select individuals, that's the whole idea about a selective audience yeah. is to be able to release yeah. something like that, charge an extra deuce or something so that people can watch this director's cut. Yeah, well, certainly. And, and, and again, that's why you see it on video eventually. Uh, yeah. Again, because there is money involved still. I mean, there's production costs, et cetera, et cetera. And again, with a Dune, you know, probably exorbitant production costs of an already expensive movie, you know, where they got to add special effects. But, yeah, I mean, if there are people that are going to, you know, drop 30, 40 bucks on the deluxe edition DVD or Blu-ray or 4K or whatever, yeah, why the hell not? Why the hell not? They should. You know, I want to – I just got to tell my story quickly. I know a lot of people I've, – I've told it several times, but it's still worth telling again. I had a good friend I worked with at KSTP back in the day, and the job he had before he came to KSTP was at WHBQ in Memphis, right? And, of course, Elvis was best friends with the program director at WHBQ in Memphis. So he'd come to the to station all the time. And so my buddy's coming out of the station. He finished his uh, shift. And Elvis pulls up at a brand-new Harley-Davidson. It's just decked out. It's mm. got everything, just beautiful motorcycle, right? You ever, have you ever heard this story? Oh. Pulls up in this just gorgeous brand-new Harley-Davidson, and my buddy comes out, and he looks at it, and he goes, my God, Elvis, because, you know, Elvis knew all the disc jockeys and everything, right? He goes, my God, Elvis, that's the most beautiful motorcycle I've ever seen. He goes, well, here, man, you can have it. He gave it to him. Wow. How cool is that? Isn't that a great well, story? Yeah. Yeah, and that's, that's what's great about yep. Elvis. I mean, you know, wow. I, I yeah, might have mentioned great. here or on the queue 
in the last couple of weeks how there just seemed to be a lot of haters coming out publishing negative stories about Elvis. And look, the guy was deeply flawed. We know yeah, no that doubt. already. Um, but but what they failed to mention was how generous of a man he was, you know, um, and and uh, probably generous to a fault. I mean, that whole Memphis Mafia thing. I mean, I think every big star and I don't want to call these guys that, but if they were protecting him or whatever. But, you know, there's hangers on everywhere you go. Um, so, yeah, he was a very generous man. And, and, and unfortunately, this the news cycle isn't about positivity. It's always about the negative stuff and uh, how he died. And my wife pointed out something because she's a big fan of Elvis as well. She said, you know, it's it's so sad. We're watching videos because, again, Elvis has been in heavy rotation in the video on the audio for the last few weeks. And, um, you know, we see so much of Elvis when he was way overweight and sweaty and all this sort of stuff. But you never see the stuff of the young, handsome, damn killer looks. I mean, the killer yeah. looks that guy had. You didn't, you, never, you didn't see that much around the time he died. I mean, I think for the longest time, Elvis became a punchline mm -hmm. because that's all the stuff you would see. Again, it's it really kind of comes down to the coverage of him. And at least this film, I think portrays him in a positive life but again it's a warts and all things so we see him taking the downhill slide we see that first time where somebody hands him an envelope and they open it up and there's some drugs in there yeah and that sucks i mean that really sucks i mean it's it's really hard to see somebody as talented as that guy was not only you know he yes he's the one that actually you know obviously popped the pills ultimately but, you know, you get guys like Colonel Tom Parker pushing him in a direction. Yeah. You know, it's it's really tough to watch that guy do the downhill spiral. No question about it. I should mention, by the way, my friend, that's why I didn't say his name. And I'm never going to say his name in the story. Because a couple of years later, my friend got killed in a motorcycle accident. Oh, no. Is no. that unbelievable? Jeez. It wasn't that motorcycle, but he got killed in a motorcycle accident about two years later. Mm. Isn't did your just, friend use the cycle that Elvis gave him? I mean, or did he just I, park it in the garage? I think he just parked it in the garage uh, I don't <laughs> and cased it in epoxy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I don't think he ever brought it out of the garage. Maybe to go around the block once in a while, make sure it was still working properly. But and how many people that he had over? It's like, yeah, this is Elvis's cycle. Yeah, right. Yeah, sure it is. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah sure it is. Absolutely. Now, that's the part of it I love. You know, Paul McCartney, uh, John Lennon, very, very, well, actually, all four Beatles are very, very uh, generous with their friends and their fans and all that. So a lot of the big, big stars that, that I handled over the years in, at Capitol Records, the big stars, you couldn't ask nicer people. They were very, right. very nice. You know who's also very generous with his fans is Tom Cruise, and I, I bring that yeah, up because there's a yeah. wonderful headline that dropped. <laughs> Talk about sour grapes or something. Mickey Rourke slams Tom Cruise. He's irrelevant and has played the same part for 35 effing years. And still Mickey gets paid Rourke is saying this. <laughs> really, Rourke. Mickey? Yeah. Really? Hmm. You know, but again, who cares? I mean, uh, Tom Cruise, he's an easy punching bag because yeah. of his Scientology. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. Always has been. But damn, when that guy makes a movie, woo. Yeah, he makes some money. <laughs> Yeah, and and he gives you everything to entertain you. I mean that that's pretty amazing stuff. Now I know Catherine, you liked Top Gun Maverick. I know Tommy didn't, but didn't you didn't you like the movie? I did. I liked it a lot. Yeah, I mean the guy gives his all. It's pretty exciting knowing that 
that's you know all not only him but he has all of those young actors flying in those jets as well yeah. that's that's some pretty crazy stuff yeah it is it was i i really i enjoyed it it was just it was just a movie it was just a you know there you long. go just, yeah. a positive, just a movie uh, too long too pro-American, though, as we said a, a few weeks back. Too pro, yeah, that's right. It's too pro-American. I forgot. <laughs> <clears throat> One of the most ridiculous true headlines that I've ever read. Oh, my God. You know, the, Did the rest of you hear that? Who was all in studio with Tom and I when, when uh, um, Tom read the headline? Yeah, Has we everybody heard that. this headline? We were, uh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it was a Chinese investor criticized the movie for being too pro-American. Yeah, too pro-American. Well, that's why I didn't so invest in Mulan. Out. It was too pro-China yeah. for me. Do you think that you're going to make a movie about the United States Air Force that's not pro-American? I mean, think about that. Yeah. I, mean, I don't think the Air Force would like it if they did. Yeah. yeah. Well, they wouldn't, first of all, they wouldn't movie. get the cooperation of the Air no. Force. No, there's no way. Those jets are, yeah. Even Hollywood can't acquire those jets. Well, you they have rented to have, them for... Well, well, you have to have the cooperation of the military in order to get them, is what right. I'm saying. Right. So if the military doesn't want yeah. you to have them, you're not going to have them. Yeah, I wrote a story on that. There was actually, they they had to rent those jets for $11,000 an hour with the, one stip, with the one stipulation that Tom, or anybody for that matter, but Tom especially, could not touch the controls. That's well, yeah, of course. Property. Oh my yeah, so that's why they filmed... They, I think they're F-18 Hornets in the thing uh, because they have two seats. The, the more modern ones only have one. Mm. So in order to get oh. that effect that he's actually flying, yep. they had to film him in the back seat along with all the other actors. So are you so saying he grand really... an hour, is, do, do you have to bring it back full or <laughs> yeah. Yeah. is the yeah. cast included? Are well, you, you got, you got an actual him. pilot flying the thing. Even with that, you're still renting them for eleven grand an hour. Just to Jeez. sit in it and pretend that you're flying it, yeah. Exactly, mm-hmm. but you know what? I'll, I'll give it to them. They're up there doing it. Yep. I'm, how, I'll give it to them. How, how much did it cost to do this movie? Sorry, this sounds terrible. Oh, you know what? I, that's a good question. Plagued. Plagued? I'll look it up. Top Gun, and then how much did it make? Million. Only yeah. 170 That's actually that's like nothing for a major blockbuster. It isn't. In but fact, how much did it make? Uh, oh, 1. It's, 1 billion? Be, it's doing a billion worldwide. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that's a good ROI. Uh, yeah, I would say so. That's, uh-huh. yeah. that's pretty good. Pretty like decent, that. I would say. Mm-hmm. Now, you have to remember, because Tom is a producer on this, and, and again, the guy has earned his keep. Uh, you got to believe he's got a huge back-end participation in this movie, and he's going to pull out a lot of those mm-hmm. first grosses before anybody oh, yeah. else makes their yeah. money. Oh, he probably made $300 million on this movie. I thought he made easily. A, I thought he got a hundred million dollars for. It. Oh, is that it? Well, that was probably just the upfront salary. The upfront. Yeah. Well, yeah. When, when you said when you, how much was it? Cost, how much? How much? The budget was, was one seventy. Was one seventy? So it was seventy million dollars and hundred million dollars to him. See, that doesn't make any sense. It so really, it was two hundred seventy really million dollars. Make a lot of sense. Yeah, I, I think well, the budget well, yeah, doesn't include I mean, because you're putting the movie out there. You have uh, marketing costs, distribution yeah. costs, all that, which generally yeah. doubles everything. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about it. Having to gross three hundred fifty, yeah, three forty, three fifty before it starts to turn a profit. But before it turns the profit, the gross, not the net, the gross, they'll start. They'll have participation points, so they'll start pulling their money before everybody else gets their, before the other people get their money. So that's why it takes longer for a movie to actually turn a profit. It's not just the 
straight up numbers thing where, oh, 340, okay, everybody gets their money now. No, no, Tom gets his money first. Mm. So, yeah, that's how, Bruckheimer, same thing. I mean, you know, these guys who have been with the franchise for 36 years, they're the ones that get their money first. Right. So, well, that makes sense. Yeah. But, you know, again, I, I get Cruz, I, look, if he's willing to drive off a mountain in, in uh, uh, the next Mission Impossible, and, and uh, he, I mean, he does everything. He does all of his stuff. So I, I'm completely fine with him taking his money out. Yep. And there's another reason why he was bitching at his crew members during Mission Impossible when they weren't wearing their masks. Mm-hmm. Because if you shut down a production a couple of weeks, you uh, I believe people still need to get paid so that all of a sudden adds on to the budget. Mm. So it's not, then that's out of his pocket. Right. So he had a good reason to be pissed off. I had zero problems whatsoever with him yelling at his crew. Do your, do your effing job. Like he said, do right? your effing job. That's what I say yeah. to this crew on the uh, podcast. All <laughs> and the we time. just laugh and laugh. Deaf ears. Deaf ears. <laughs> You're Deaf ears. We got to take a break here. Timmy will be back with you. Kristen Burt will join us. Doug Sprinthal's in studio, along with Dr. Ralph is here. The heck, man. And the whole family, of course. We'll be right back in a couple of seconds. Dan Chesky's here from Dan's Southside Marine. It won't be long now until we start seeing boats on the water. Warmer temps and open water are coming soon, Tom. We have inventory in stock now from Alumacraft, Premier, Avalon, and Manitou with more arriving daily. What's the secret to finding a boat you're looking for this year, Dan? My recommendation is to shop now, pick a model, put your name on it. Our team of pros at Dance Outside Marine will have the knowledge and experience to get the boat you want equipped the way you want it equipped. What about financing options? Right now, we are offering low-interest financing options up to 144 months with qualified credit. Ask for details when you visit the store. Alumacraft Fishing Boats, Premier, Avalon, and Manitou Pontoons, all powered by Suzuki Outboards, are in stock now with new boats arriving daily. Dan Southside Marine is located just six blocks west of 35W on 98th Street in Bloomington or shop online at dansouthsidemarine.com. Tom here, and I'm talking with Brad Huckle and Mike Bilski of North American Banking Company. We've talked before about how working with a community bank like North American Banking Company can benefit business owners. Do you have an example you could share with our listeners? Our customers at Homeco Insulation and Blaine have been banking with a big bank for many years, but suddenly their calls weren't getting returned and their banker was unresponsive to their business needs. You can imagine their frustration. They had a successful business, wanted to expand, and their bank cut them off. They were ready to move on from their big bank. When they referred to us, we knew they wanted to work with a community bank that would be responsive and would take the time to understand their business and its needs. That sounds like a perfect fit. I know it can always reach out and not only talk to an actual person, but I'm talking to an experienced lender. They've told us the same thing, Tommy. Look, I know Brad and Mike and I trust them with my banking. My whole family does. So why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience member fdic and equal housing lender you all have helped build my pillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in mike lindell to give you a great night's sleep mike's latest incredible deal is on the giza dream sheets which you've heard me rave about before that's for sure these sheets are made from the world's best cotton giza they are ultra soft and breathable yet extremely durable right now the giza dream sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. Uh, we are back, ladies and gentlemen. Andy, would you let me know when Kristen joins us because Doug has refused to work with her. She yeah. has joined us. <laughs> Not again. Wow. 
Hopefully the fire drills are over. Hi, Kristen. Hello, how are you? It's We're magnificent. We have uh, currently, you're the eighth person on the show right now, which I think is going to go really smooth. Everybody talk wow, at once. you had a busy day, huh? Indy, so how have you been, sister? So busy myself. It's just been crazy, and I haven't even talked to you since you announced your retirement at the end of this year. And you know what's so great about that? They lied. I'm not retiring. The station lied about that. I told them not to do it, and they did it anyway. Oh, my gosh. So are you unretiring like Tom Brady? I'm leaving KQRS, yeah. but I'm not retiring. Well, management doesn't want to say that. Yeah, yeah. they don't want to say that. Apparently. From the station, though. Yes. Yes, I'm leaving the station. No, I'm not retiring the from the station. Uh-huh. Believe me, someday I will tell you why I'm leaving the station, and it's not I'm retiring. I am here to tell you. Glug, I'm glug. Sure there's always a good story behind the scenes, isn't there? Oh, there's a real good story what behind the scenes. It all started in oh, Nashville, uh, Tennessee, as a matter of fact. It sounds real juicy. It's juicy. Oh, well, it started before that. Anyway. That yeah, okay. <laughs> so, oh, was a conversation ender. Uh, uh, <laughs> Everyone got real silent. You know, I, wanted to, I wanted to bring up something in these children's movies that's bothering me. It's bothering more and more and more. I watched uh, Cloudy with a Sign of Meatballs. Chance of Meatballs. Chance of Meatballs, whatever. <laughs> when the meatballs go down, they, meatballs. they break a, 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 a plate glass window in a store, and you see people running out, looting the store. Yes. Okay, so I think that's not good behavior to show children. I so I recently watched this, uh, this show, Bad Guys, the movie Bad Guys. Oh, I haven't seen that. Bad Guys. In the first, oh, 20 minutes is a glorification of people stealing a car chase, and then portraying the uh, police as stupid, right, idiots. I know. Uh, overweight. That's Hollywood. I mean, just they did this. Mm-hmm. There was a, so that's the first twenty. Now they try to now at the end of the movie. I'm, I'm sure they're trying to backtrack on this, but they're showing all this to children, and they see it, and they can't see how it's resolved in the end. That doesn't make sense to kids. So when yeah, you see, I, I did see the movie, Ralph, and I, I totally get you. I mean, it's about what it's supposed to be about is reforming criminals, right? But ultimately, there's a sinister plan behind that. So it's it's all it's all bad, I guess you could say. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, you should want to reform people, but children don't understand that complexity. Adults might get it, but they don't they don't follow that. They see oh, the glory of the car chase, and look how stupid police are, and that sort of thing. This is bad. This is bad stuff for children. Dovetails into the. Oh, believe me, growing up in a law enforcement family, I don't like police being portrayed as stupid. Yeah, and the the police chief so. Who then talk about it? Yeah, but the police. I'm sorry. It's up to parents then to discuss the scene with the kids. Yeah, but they don't. That's the problem. If it was my kid and it bothered me, I would actually have to have a discussion with them. Well, they should. I mean, yes, they absolutely should, but. That doesn't mean that they will. I understand. Yeah. I'm just saying, I don't, if my hypothetical kid, because I only have two cats, so, uh, you know, yeah. I can't tell people how to parent. Well, and also a lot of parents don't even necessarily see the movies. That no, they don't know what their watching. kids are watching. Right. Oh, it's rated PG. <laughs> it's for kids. They can, they'll mm-hmm. be fine. So they well, don't even now, really know. Now the bad guys is on video, so it's a plop their kids in front of a TV moment. Yeah, so we there can write at least in, At least in the theaters, they were taking them to it, mm-hmm. so... Hey, if you don't mind, I want to transition to something uh, big story, I guess you could say. And, and Kristen, you could, you know, fill us in on everything. But the uh, Emmy nominations are out. And our friend Craig sent me a link. And he was saying how the networks 
really got their asses handed to them with the nominations. Good. Uh, I don't know what the, the actual rundown is, but out of the best drama and best comedy, and you have to remember now, they go with, what, eight, nine, ten nominations for each? Mm-hmm. One, two, three, four, five, six, eight. Yeah. Um, only one network nomination. That was Blackish in comedy. Otherwise, everything else is either streaming or cable, mostly streaming. So it, it kind of shows you that networks kind of done, aren't they? They are done. They certainly are. I mean, they are fighting for their lives at this point. I have to be honest. Good. There's just you're good. You're happy about it. I am. I'm very happy about it because. Uh... There are a couple of outlets in town that'll go under with them, and I'll be applauding when it happens. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Not petty at all. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, in fact, my, uh, yeah. But, you know, the, the one thing, too, with the broadcast networks, they still have practices and standard, standards and practices that they have to follow. So what, you know, HBO or Netflix is able to do um, is a lot wider because they don't have to follow those same practices and you know worry about whether it's nudity to you know if if that's important to the story or whether it's even language there are certain things that just you can't even bring or pitch the show to abc or nbc because you know that it's going to get censored on some level right yeah i think the most egregious example of um explicit sex and violence i swear to god they're they're not even rated. It's the boys on Amazon right. Prime Video. Yeah. Yep. It is unreal. It's like they're they're not beholden to anybody. They do anything they want on that show. And yeah, so when you have that, and who the hell really doesn't have Amazon Prime? I mean, everybody's an Am- well. It's Prime Days now. You know, there's always something going on with the with the site as far as you know selling you stuff. But as a big benefit, you get Prime Video. So everybody has that. So if you have the choice between stuff that's not going to be censored and this stuff where they're so stringent with everything you have to do with the networks, what choice are you going to make? You know, so Absolutely. I, I do not even have ABC, NBC, CBS. Do you know how I get them? <laughs> this, there is uh, Stanford is doing some sort of television study and it's available free on the Internet. So if I do need to watch something on broadcast, I will click in and watch that on my laptop. But otherwise... I don't have access to any of those. I use all the streaming networks. Yeah, I cut the cord a long time ago. Yeah. I mean, it, it, and that's how I used to get it through Dish. Uh, and I don't, I don't need it anymore. And, I, and uh, local channels all have apps, so I can see. If I want something, I'll see the news. I can either catch the full news broadcast anytime I want, or I can specifically grab the stories I want that have a pre-roll ad in front of it. So, yeah, yeah. It, it, they're, just, they're almost becoming non-existent at this point. Um, and Roku is now offering all of the major cities in terms of local broadcasts for news. So if I do need to see Los Angeles news, I just go right to my Roku channel and it's right. there. Right. It's there. Yep, yep. There you go. No question. So I have a question for uh, Kristen Birch. She, that's not a question. It's it's a demand to stay the hell out of our business. You ready, Kristen? Oh, okay. <laughs> do you see the big national story this morning on the Mississippi River? I have not. No, I've been in Emmy's land. Uh, apparently, uh, your buddies out there in L.A. now are demanding that the water in the Mississippi River be diverted to the L.A. area. 
Well, Good luck. I am not kidding you. That's a true story. There have story. been so many attempts at these plans. To, Way to go, Kristen. Uh, yeah, have a water pipeline from Lake Superior to L.A. It's like yeah, Lake hmm. Superior and Miss Superior, but those, those are both included. As soon as in they all stop deal. having sp- uh, swimming pools and watering their lawns, we'll talk. <laughs> yeah, there yes, you go. I have, a, I have a swimming pool in my condo complex, so. Yeah. But here's what I, I don't understand. Use it, but it's there. But Kristen, these are the same people that can't stop telling us we need to live cleaner lives, and we can't do this, and we can't do that. You people, got, you're 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 abusing our natural elements. So you just kept moving to Los Angeles by the millions, and that's okay, though. No. Yeah, absolutely. We just want to tell you what to do. Oh, Every, all all well, you the flyover states, Tom. All the flyover Fly states. Over. Tell you how to do. But I, isn't there a mass <laughs> exodus from uh, L.A. and California to Montana in those states? That's what I thought was happening. You know, there has been um, an exodus, especially during the pandemic. A lot of people moved to Nashville, Texas, like often. Um, Idaho was another big state. Colorado. Um, but, you know, it's interesting that we don't notice it because as just as many people leave, I mean, I would say almost as many people come. I think in our census, we had really small growth, like only 2% here in Los Angeles between 10 years, um, which is small, but people still arrive here. And, you know, Hollywood still is here and the weather is still good. So well, we will always make it to California. I don't know if it's true or not, but there was this Ashton Kutcher movie a while back uh, that I did an interview with him for, and um, it was called Spread. And and the claim at the beginning of the movie, it was about the movie business in a way, but the claim was that 30,000 people a month come to L.A. in hopes of being the next big star. Oh and I don't know God. if that's true or not, Kristen, but boy, that okay. that is a lot of people coming in per month. Looking for yeah, well, that sounds like a big number to me. However, I will tell you that I lived in New York City before I came to Los Angeles, and I was thinking, I got this. I know exactly what I'm doing. And you get here, the talent pool, I mean, and I wasn't here to be an actor or anything else like that, but the talent pool is quadruple to whatever you're contending in whatever city you're coming from, even something like New York City, because in New York City, there's the Broadway community, there's the financial community, right. there's the publishing community. Here, this is a one-horse town, pretty much. So. Mm-hmm everybody's trying to break in the industry in some way, shape, or form. And everybody has a script. Yes, your dry cleaner has a script. Everybody's, everybody's, got, everybody's got a script. So someone, someone, who was, uh, 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 someone who was a writer uh, had been successful. He wrote the, uh, he wrote the uh, Russian roulette scene for uh, Deer Hunter. Um, uh, he, he, he said his accountant, his accountant, he had an accountant, and his accountant said, Hey, do you mind looking at my script? <laughs> Everybody's got a script there. God, that's hilarious. Everybody does. I mean, and it's really funny. You know, sometimes people teach school because they, you know, they have the summers off and they have the time. And you sit there and you're like, wow, your, you know, fake job, and it's not a fake job, it's a real job. And I'm saying this in air quotes, if you could see me, um, is being a teacher because you're hoping to make it big in LA, but you <laughs> teach in the LA school system. So you have access to people. Um, oh, or you yeah. know, work in a doctor's office and you think, well, that's such a normal job, but actually for them, it's a means to an end. I would think a plastic surgeon's office would be a good place to go. So if you want, um, at most plastic surgeon's office here in this town, the, everyone has like a certain look. So, and that's the look <laughs> of that office. Rest assured. The look of the doctor and, um, 
all of the, it's usually young women too. And the young women will all have those enhancements, whatever that may be. It might just be simply Botox. It could be your, the, um, the boob doctor. You could be the Brazilian butt lift doctor. So they're all going to have a certain look. Yeah. Yeah. And Kim Kardashian has visited them all. Yeah. 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 Although true. she's whittling down. The, guys, I, I'm going to call this out right now as a trend. And this is not a good trend, to be honest. You know, they, along with Jennifer Lopez, have kind of encouraged and other, other people at Lizzo is probably another good one, like that curvy figure making it acceptable. Both Chloe and Kim are losing a tremendous amount of weight and all of a sudden you're going to watch it. Everyone's going to think that the whole like thin is in again and you can't yep. weigh the least amount possible. I mean, that's what's going to happen. Well, I tried to avoid Kim Kardashian headlines, but I have seen recently that uh, that huge behind of hers is kind of gone. It is. She uh. lost a bunch of weight. I think she lost about 16 pounds to fit into that Marilyn Monroe dress. Which she ruined. <laughs> It, which, yeah, well, she didn't zip it all the way up. She wore a wrap around the back. I can't believe that they let her wear it, I, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I could However, go on for an hour about that. Um, she's <laughs> lost more weight subsequently. And she's saying, I didn't go on a crash diet. I did it healthy. But I'm like, so many young women look up to her. And they are going to start emulating what she and Chloe are doing right now with their bodies. Why would she do this when she's making all this money and can eat whatever she wants? Attention. No. Well, doesn't she get enough of that? Yeah. Oh my God. Some people I, I, can't have enough. I also think that there's a lot of body dysmorphia probably running in that family. Oh, there's a lot of plastic absolutely. surgery. And, you know, there's a lot of, like, different uh, – if you look at their body types over the years, they've yo-yoed back and forth. Um, and there's probably a lot of body dysmorphia, so, yeah. which is really sad. Uh, yeah. And where does that begin? I, I think that, that the, the biggest villain of that family, and I've long maintained this, is not Kim – it's their mother yeah, oh God, who's exploited yeah. them from day one. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm a little a lot upset. Of billionaires. I'm a little upset with the fact that young women in America, young girls, are looking up at a woman who became famous because of a sex tape. Yeah. That's really great for it the has, kids, isn't no, it? No, she doesn't have any, like, discernible talent. talent. No, she has no really. talent at all. She's a moron on top of Wait, it. Wait, so she's trying to take a fast track to being a lawyer or something like that? Ah! Oh, she, took the, she took the no, bar. Seriously. She took the seriously. baby, the baby no, she's bar. In law school and she's, studying, she's studying under Van Jones's law firm. Um, he okay. has people tutoring her. She's passed the baby bar. The baby bar in California, you have to pass after your first year because she's not doing a traditional law school. So that enabled her to then move on to her second year. So she's got two more years left, which will probably take three or four years. But Van Jones is going to make sure she does not fail that far yeah. when she, you know, finish school because it's his reputation on the line. Yeah. Well, we know she's going to get a law degree. Just yeah. No, and then nobody will be able to call her a dumb bimbo anymore. Because she'll she be a lawyer. Bob blah blah. Yeah, but I don't Bob, think blah, he blah. dumb. I will say that. I mean, Bob, I think blah, that they played that into great. all of it, but yeah, she's yeah. a billionaire. Yeah. Can't be stupid as a billionaire. Mm. I mean, if you have the right, you, you have the right people working for that's, you. That's what's amazing, you know. Yes, you maybe, can always. You know, the law thing maybe is looking forward to the day where her publicity goes away. You know, wouldn't that be nice? Not going to happen. No. I will tell you that when they move from E to Hulu, their viewership skyrocketed. It did, Hulu, yeah. it's their number one show. Really? Right now. Yep. Ugh. Yes. That's sad. And, you know, Hulu was really smart. What they did, 
because even you damn right. Uh oh. Oh no. Oh, I wanted to tell my favorite. Oh, there you are. They're using their actual homes now, and they're using um, drones, so you get, like, a real access into how the 1% live. And it's kind of fascinating because you're like, holy cow, Not they're not just rich. They're super rich. What's so, the... Well, if I can add something here, uh, I, I have a friend... Uh, who has a child that had worked on uh, one of the Kardashian shows as a freelancer. And she mm -hmm. said that, I don't know what she said, North is North the oldest baby or child or she whatever. Is from him. Yep. Basically wasn't treated like a child, was more treated like a prop. <laughs> I mean, it's so That's sad. It's so sad. Yeah. Has scheduled, uh, reportedly, reportedly, allegedly, uh, that she has scheduled times during the day when she has the kids, like, Okay, from like nine to ten thirty, I'll see my kids, and then they go back with the nanny, like kind of situation. So much like you the know. queen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, isn't it? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so weird. I don't know. This whole no, thing is you. just whatever. It just amazes me that the, the people that other people look up to. Yeah. They have no, yeah. Ugh. For based on nothing. Nothing. Yeah, based on nothing, exactly. Social media. Based on a sex tape. And it's kind of funny because that started with, uh, what's her Paris face? Hilton. Paris Hilton. Mm -hmm. And then she took a dive, and I don't think she ever recovered, really. No, not really. So what happened not to her? Not the same way. She's Why did... a small. She got married this year, and um, she's trying to have a child with her new husband. Um, and there's, like, a renewed interest in her, but not in the same way she's that a... it was 20 years she's ago. She's a DJ? What? She is a DJ. Yeah. She makes like $100,000 a night to spend. Oh, God. Yep. Okay, whatever. All right, we got to take a break here. Uh, now, who, who's staying with us for the second hour? Not me. I'm here. <laughs> no, Timmy, are you staying with us or you have to go? I mean, I can. I, I, I'm, I just try to just hang in the background. This is Kristen's time. But I, oh, you I, can jump I, in, please. Yeah, okay. yeah, because I, I have a couple little more factoids about the Emmy that Craig pointed out to me that I want to drop in when we get back. Let's do it. Sounds great. Let's take a break. Be right back in a few minutes with part two. Tommy, do you guys read a lot of poetry on the queue? You mean like, there once was a man from Nantucket? No, more like T.S. Eliot. April is the cruelest month, breeding lilacs out of the dead land, mixing memory and desire, stirring dull roots with spring rain. Dougie, what's wrong? You a little sad? No, other than the weather, nothing's wrong. In fact, in the Walzer world, Coon Rapids and Burnsville finished number one and two in the state of Minnesota. J.Lo finally beat Dan Resch. Wow, that's pretty cool. Is it okay if I take all the credit? Well, I'd expect nothing less. Actually, we've got great inventory of some great vehicles, and these short-term leases are perfect for people who can't get the brands that they want. You told me about those. You can drive a new Nissan for as little as 18 months, and by then the chips will be aplenty. That's it exactly. We hope by then you'll be a Walzer Nissan convert. For great deals from the motor sales leaders, go to Burnsville or Coon Rapids Nissan. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. 
How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Dougie's here, Ralph's here, Catherine, Andy, Alex, we got Kristen Burt, we got Timmy Lammers. We're going to try to rebook uh, Quentin Aaron some other time because the signal was just, you, you couldn't even understand him. Yeah. This, this is Quentin Aaron, the actor in The Blind Side, correct? Correct, yeah. yep, same guy. Yeah, he's Michael Orr in that. He's in a lot of work since then. Yeah, a he has. No, I love yeah. that movie. <clears throat> Q&A, huh? What do you think of that? Do you think his middle name is A or and? Because it'd be Q and A. Definitely, his middle name is A. Sure. Ampersand. 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 There you go, Quentin Ampersand Aaron. But yeah, we're gonna try to get a book some other time. But uh, the line just wasn't wasn't uh, helping us out. Okay, so where were we? you were talking about a couple of things. Oh, one thing I wanted to ask you both, and we don't spend a lot of time on it, but uh, Catherine and I, Ralph, I think it was because of you guys yep. that Catherine came to us and said uh, you got to watch Bosch. So Catherine and I watched these six, what is it, six, seven seasons of Bosch? Is that what they were? Uh, yeah. A lot. That? There mm-hmm. were a lot of them. But I will tell you something. This, uh, what is it, Legacy Bosch? Yes. Bosch Legacy? Mm-hmm. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. It's better than Bosch. Well, I loved Bosch. I thought it was terrific. thought it was a great show. But I'm telling you, this new one's even better. Have you watched it, Ralph? No, I haven't. Well, Lindsay watched it, is watching it. So I is it a prequel, it. or what is it? No, he's no. moved on to become a private detective. No. He was a cop. Yeah. Now he's a private detective. Yeah, he quits the force in the last uh, show of the yeah. original series. But they always have this underlying tension with his daughter that his daughter's going to get raped or killed or yeah. kidnapped. or something. And I, That just was too stressful for well, him. Well, she's a cop now. That's, oh, why, she is? I, that's oh. why I think it's better. Seriously, because oh. it doesn't do that anymore. So she can take care of herself. Yes, oh, she's okay. a cop now. So I like that a lot. Yeah, I, I think, Catherine, don't you agree it's terrific? Yes, and I I think the reason why you didn't like the original one is because there was too much um, management involved with everything. Yeah, it might have had something to do with it. There were always managing people sticking their nose in when they don't belong. You have a problem with authority, Tom. A little bit, a little bit. Oh, do you think I might have a problem with authority? Do you think the people I who do, manage but, me do? You know, you're someone who's better off being your own boss, and you know why I see that? Because I'm very similar. I get it. Oh, you do? Yeah, so you're similar? You have similar I feelings? I am, too. I, I am, too. After a while, you're See? just better off working for yourself. Mm-hmm. And making your own money and controlling your money. And it, there's a lot of good things to that. Well, is, I will indeed. say, I'll say what money. But anyway. <laughs> you know, my favorite part of management my whole life has been, and it's been my whole life, not just in radio, it's been in everything. It's like, okay, why don't we ask Tom for his opinion? Then I give my opinion, and they'll do the exact opposite of what I told them. And then if it fails, it's still my fault. 
That's the part of management I just hate so much, I can't even tell you. Have you done the thing where you have the great idea and somebody else takes it and calls it their own? Oh, that's happened once or twice as well. (laughs) No doubt about it, but... Yeah, I hate the fact they ask you, well, what do you think we should do? You tell them, and they do the exact opposite. Well, why are you even asking me? Because your opinion didn't matter in the first place. Exactly. That's exactly right. Tom, everybody's voice needs to be heard. Yeah, I forgot. Everybody needs to be inside the circle. Yes, we do. So once you back off, Tom, that's all we have to say. There's no question about it. So in any case, that's all I wanted to say is the Bosch Legacy is a damn good TV show. And I will tell you something. I I know it sounds nasty, and I don't mean for it to sound nasty, but it's been 51 years of me taking crap from these people. <laughs> the TV stations, not all of them, half of them, Channel 11, 9, actually, and the newspapers have been beating me in the face for years now. I love watching them go out of business. It's just wonderful to watch. Kiss my sister's black cat's ass. So is Bosch better than Murderville? <laughs> I haven't seen Murderville yet. You haven't watched that? Is Murderville? that good? So funny. Murderville? Yeah, it's Who's Will Arnett. Oh, I do. I mean, Will Arnett. Yeah. That's what he said. No, I said Bill. Will. Oh, I thought you said Bill. Yeah, it's Will Arnett. He's good. Yeah, I agree. No, it's really. What? I, I was going to say, I think the problem is there's just so damn much good TV or streaming yep, yep. that it's just hard to find time to catch up. Now, I've never seen Bosch. However, I did catch Midnight Mass, which I loved. Uh-huh. Mike Flanagan's a terrific filmmaker. It was good. Uh, yeah, and um, I went back. My daughter kind of forced me. She said, okay, we're watching The House on Haunted Hill. Which he oh, did sure. a couple series before Midnight Mass. And my God, what a terrific show that is. That's on Netflix. Um, Kate Siegel, I think you talked with her, Tom. Yeah, she's terrific. She's great. Yeah. That's a good actress. Yep. Yeah, so it, what a great show. And really, it's not like I don't want to see these shows. It's just really finding, in this case, the 10 hours yeah. to see it. Yep. All right, right. we are going to give Quentin one more try. I think he fixed his... Uh, his uh, issue here. Good. Yes. Quentin, how are you? Yes, sir. Good, good. How are you? I'm doing well. It's in the line does sound. It's still a little broken up, but it sounds a lot better, Quentin. So it I, does. What, what I wanted to do is just basically hand it over to you to talk about all the things going on in your life. Somebody, what, t- Timmy? Did you did you ask? Did you have a question about uh, uh, Quentin? Uh, well, you know, I just pointed out that you were in the blind side. Yes, yes, that's yeah. it. And you have been quite busy after that. Terrific, man. Congratulations. I appreciate you. Thank you. Definitely. Yeah, no question about it. So what... Uh, sequel to 2014's The Wedding Packed out on various platforms. Uh, Quentin, you're also doing some music. You've got a lot of things going, and like I said before, let, why don't we... Uh, I just want to hand it over to you, Quentin. Quentin Aaron is with us, ladies and gentlemen. I want to hear all about what you got going today, Quentin. Okay, I don't think this is going to work. That's why I wanted to not do it first. Yeah, but anyway. I don't want to follow my lead. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, uh, yeah, he's a very nice guy. Quentin Aaron is a really nice guy, but he just, the phone line's just not working. I'm going to tell Art that he has to 
be on a landline or something. Yeah, if he can get on a landline, I'd love to have him on another day because he's a he, he seems like a I don't know him, but he seems like a very nice man. And not only was it bad, but it was like a I was counting it was a five second delay. It was a five second delay. <laughs> it's like taking a call from my brother where who's in the military in Germany, and you'd have to say over. It, it was, oh. back when there were overseas lines <laughs> and over. And then you wait 10 seconds, and then he would talk, and yeah, weird. Uh, it's too bad, though, because like I said, I really enjoyed it. And I'm glad you brought up uh, Blindside, because he was terrific, and he, he was a huge part of that movie. Oh, God, yeah. And that was the Best Picture nominee way back in the day, earned Sandra Bullock. Her, uh, I guess she's been nominated twice, Yeah. but that was her first nomination and win. Wasn't that a sympathy nomination, though, because your boyfriend or her husband dumped her? That no, was that happened after. after. Oh, it was after. Okay. <laughs> That's real nice. And I, I, I don't think they would Whoa. hand out a nomination because she was dumped and by he's a boy. He cheated on her with a woman named Bombshell McGee. <laughs> no, you're making that up. Bombshell <laughs> McGee? <laughs> Are you no kidding tits? me? <laughs> yeah, her sister is Tits McGee, isn't it? Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 and they were in the middle of adopting a, a, an infant. Yes. This is a horrible story. And what's it's worse is we're all laughing about it. Oh. <laughs> it was terrible. Yeah, it was one of those deals where she won and everything was great and he was crying, fake crying apparently in the audience. And oh, then God. maybe a day or two later, boom. I mean, then, then the news hit that he was having the affair and... Yeah, I'm going to wake up at 11 stuff. o'clock at yeah, night I'm and just start her, giggling uh, about Bombshell McGee. Uh, yes, I can you just are. Tell. Bombshell McGee. Thanks a lot. Really appreciate it. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> she goes, you're welcome. Anyway, let's get back to the McGee family. <laughs> no, anyway, what, wow. were you, what were we talking about? I forgot. We were talking about Sandra Bullock. Blindside. Like, blindside. Yeah, well, I mean, Kristen, you, you, I don't know. I'm guessing it was a day or two. It wasn't long after the Oscars, though. I think it was like two weeks at most, but um, so she had like a couple weeks maybe to bask in the glow of her win, and then it was completely destroyed. Yeah. Why? 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 Whatever. I don't understand people at all. I just don't. You got it made. She's a beautiful woman. She's talented. She. We. We had her on the KQ Morning Show. She's very, very pleasant. You know, I understand she's still an actor when she's guesting on a show and all that, but I. So uh, what what was the problem here? He wasn't a big enough shot in his own mind. He had to move on. Is it, she, it, he couldn't stand the fact that she was a bigger star than he. I think that was it. It's I do too. I, why? And where is he now? And where is he yeah. now, right? There he lives go. in Texas. I believe he still has his he, – he did modifying of vehicles and that, that type of thing, customizing of vehicles, I should say. Um, and then he was married to Paul Mitchell's daughter, you know, the hair care guru. Oh, um, yeah, sure. That's big his, money. And his daughter was an NHRA racer. Oh. I'm not making this up. And so that's how they met, obviously, because they're interested in cars. But I believe he cheated on her. They got married, and then he cheated on her. And I believe he was with um, Kat Von D as well and cheated on her. I mean, he's. <laughs> He's one of those well, kind of guys. Though. I thought I heard Mike Evans on KQ say that he was dating a porn star now. Um, that is probably accurate because that was always his type. And he, his second wife was a porn star and he had a child with her. 
and he had gained custody and Sandra Bullock was basically the day-to-day mom for this young girl oh, at the time. Oh god. So, oh. You know, it really honestly it was a really sad story because it was it devastated people on many different levels, you know, kids and adults and an Oscar win. It's a mess. Yeah. Do I, does anybody know of any long-term marriages when one is a porn star? Yeah, probably not. Does that usually work out? Uh, well, there's Porno Gill <laughs> from the one of the first season of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh, there's yeah. a dinner party, <laughs> and uh, what's his name? Uh, Better Call Gil. Saul. What's the actor's um, name? God, you guys know this. He was just in who a movie. Played, no, stars nobody. Better Call Saul. Oh, Bob Odenkirk. Yeah, Bob he, Odenkirk, he yeah. plays uh, Porno Gill, a retired retired <laughs> porn actor. <laughs> it's a really really funny episode. Oh Porno you know, Gill, and he he comes from comedy. That's the funny thing. There there was a show, uh, a sketch show, which was brilliant, by the way. It was Ben Stiller, the Ben Stiller show in the nineteen nineties, and it was on Fox for a couple of years. But it was Bob Odenkirk, uh, Janine Garofalo, oh, yeah. and Andy Dick, and Ben mm. Stiller. Mm. And they did a lot of parodies of movie trailers and different things like that. And was really terrific at it. And, and so that was weird to me all of a sudden to see him you know, play more serious roles. But then, then you get him and Nobody, one of the best films of last year. I agree. Think? It was a really good movie. It was a, what a very great good movie. movie. Yeah. That he was, he, didn't he also work with that that prick with the glasses, the bald guy that has the glasses? What He's a very unpleasant man. Woody Allen? Yes, Woody Allen, yeah, no. There's three men in this room with glasses on. Watch it. That's true. I better watch it. What, what was that guy's name again? David Chase or something like Not David Chase, but David... What the hell's his name? He did a idea. he did a show with Bob Odenkirk. I thought just the two of them did like a sketch comedy show or something. Not David Mamet. Not David Mamet. I can't remember his name. He's just a dink, though. Well, what whatever became of and Kristen? Maybe you know a lot more about this. I whatever became of the big interview that that Alec Baldwin did with Woody Allen? Oh, that's right. Oh yeah, that kind of came and went, didn't it? Yeah, I mean it was a. A no-lose situation, I think, for both of them because they're both in the doghouse. So and, and, and softball questions, we know that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, for both of them, they obviously have so much controversy surrounding them that Woody Allen knows that he's not going to be asked anything that he doesn't want to discuss. And same with Alec, even though Alec was conducting the interview. But I think it just didn't get because there was no juice behind the interview, it didn't really play for any of the outlets to really pick up any quotes on it. Yeah. And and again, this goes back to the point, like the Kim Kardashians of the world, somebody like Alec Baldwin being in the absolute worst position of his life, mm-hmm. just for the life of him, cannot stand uh, not getting any attention. Right. He just is going out of his way even after he shoots and kills someone, allegedly, uh, on the set of this this film, he he just needs attention, and he just he, he won't stop until he gets it. and And I'm glad that I, I hopefully everybody saw through it, like Christian was saying, softball questions. Everybody knew it was BS, and maybe that's why it didn't get the attention. And Alex's wife is is the same. Hilaria or Ilaria because she pretends she's Spanish. Oh, that's she's right. No, she pretends to be Spanish. Um, <laughs> yeah, there, Hilaria. Hilaria. 
if you think about that, if your spouse like created this whole fake scenario and you were married to them, wouldn't you be like, whoa, that is crazy. Um, I mean, he just was like, whatever, she's Spanish. She's Spanish what? In her mind? In her character monologue? I don't know. Her brain. <laughs> Breakfast tacos. I mean, I would be a little taken aback if my husband all of a sudden had you know, told me this whole story throughout our courtship and marriage, and it didn't turn out to be true. Dan, you're not Norwegian? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Half your identity. That all works out in the end. Um yeah, I, this whole Alec Baldwin thing. Now, Danny Baldwin and I used to talk all the time and a uh, really decent guy. I thought he was a pretty decent. Why doesn't he ever act? That, is he hard to work with or something? Or, I, I, and I'm not saying he's at the same level an actor as his brother is, but he's a much nicer guy. I will tell you that. All of their careers were hot at one time. Yeah, that's true. And, and uh, <laughs> yeah, Danny and Steven and Billy. Mm-hmm. Billy was really hot for a while. Yep. Yeah, and now poof. I mean, they're all in the ether somewhere. Of course, Alec is trying his damnedest to get back in. But other than that, I mean, those guys. I don't know. I guess <laughs> Billy Baldwin's maybe not Billy. Uh, which Stephen is that the youngest one? Whoever the youngest one is. I think it is Stephen. And and he's a born again Christian, and sometimes makes inflammatory statements. And then sense. he's also famous for his daughter marrying just Justin Bieber. Yeah. Oh, that's oh, right. That's, oh, yeah, that's, that's right. the that's one that's Haley. Okay. Got it. It's absolutely true, but I, I don't know. Like I said, it just it's one of my favorite things that Danny used to talk about when we talked on the podcast. And a matter of fact, we should reach out to him, get him on it. He has been on, had been on a while, but said I said, so what was it like growing up with all your brothers? And he goes, the biggest pain in the ass in the family was Adam. And I said, why? Why was he a... Why was he such a pain in the ass? He goes, well, every day he'd go out and get his ass kicked by some guy in the neighborhood, and I'd have to go down the block, and the guy was kicking Adam's ass, and then I had to beat the guy up, and it just got really old beating guys up so they wouldn't beat up my brother. <laughs> How many Which of it, them are there? Uh, four. Okay. It's Adam Baldwin, Stephen Baldwin, Danny Baldwin, and, and Billy Baldwin. And Adam's the only one that doesn't act? No, he's the one that does act. Adam Baldwin? Isn't that his name? I've never heard of Adam Baldwin in my life. Alec Baldwin. Oh, he's been Alec. on that. Alec Baldwin. Oh, Alec. I, like, I said Adam, Adam sorry. Adam Baldwin. That's how much I that's don't a, like him. That's a new one. No, I Alec Baldwin. No, no, of. Adam is a different Baldwin. Yeah, his name is Adam Baldwin, but he that actor is quite busy. Yeah, this different Alec Baldwin is what I met. The Danny say that Alec used to get his ass kicked constantly, so he'd have to break up the fight and then beat up the other guy, and he got sick of doing it. It's very similar to Andy and my relationship. Yes, absolutely, no question <laughs> about it. Beat people up for Andy. No question about it. So, what else is going on? Everything else good? One, uh, me? <laughs> one other thing I wanted to point out that, that that Craig pointed out to me about the Emmys. He says NBC and CBS to be shut out. Well. That you know, there are so many nominations, and no no one network is going to be completely shut out. But it is kind of funny that NBC they they bicycle the the rotation of who airs what every year, and this year it's NBC's turn again. Uh, not one major nomination for NBC in the Emmys, with the exception of the Best Boy. Variety, and uh, it's like like your late night. With Jimmy Fallon, sort of deals are nominated for that. Oh no, it's not even Jimmy Fallon. It's um, Seth Meyers. Yep, and The Voice got nominated for Best Reality Competition Show. And, and Saturday Night Live. But apart from that, none of the acting categories, none of the drama, none of the comedy. How embarrassing is it that you're hosting the Emmys and not one of your your prime time shows? 
well, and, well, and the exception of the voice. Here in Los Angeles, they get a lot of snark when NBC airs the Emmys because they always force it to a Monday night. Right. The Emmys mm. normally on a Sunday night, but because they have baseball, they don't want to, you know, squander their baseball night. So they move it to a Monday and everyone in town, it's just really inconvenient to, you know, in the middle of your workday go, oh, I got to go and do hair and makeup so I can go to a red carpet. <laughs> right. Which, the whole town shuts down and heads downtown for the Emmys and nobody likes what, it. Says, I think it says something about the awards shows is if they're be, they're still being aired on network tv rather than drawing an audience to cable or to streaming they're dead too but they absolutely are and amazon has just started to pick up some award shows they did one of the country music awards and they did a smart thing you could watch the whole show if you wanted to you know with it it's three hour time period or you could go back later and say oh i just want to watch garth brooks perform and they just had that segmented out so you could go and watch garth brooks performance that is smart and i think like being able to do that or just saying like here are all the musical performances you don't have to watch the awards or i just want to watch the award of like taylor swift winning you can do that on amazon prime and i think that that's going to be the wave of the future with award shows that makes sense yeah, because well, nobody cares about it enough to watch. It'll be interesting to see where the Oscars go this year. I mean, yes, they went up five million from last year, from wow. ten to fifteen, but that was probably because of. Do I have to bring it up again? The it was slap, totally because of the slap. <laughs> Slapped around the world. But again, now this year, if they take another dive, I mean, that's got to be the death knell, right? That's got to be it. I would think so. You know, I got to be honest with you. I used to watch the Oscars every year. And then I met this redheaded woman who said, I'm not watching that. So I never watched it again. <laughs> Interesting. Same, same thing happened. The opposite happened to me. I never watched the Oscars. And then I met this, this brunette. And she said, we're going to watch the Oscars. Of course, you do whatever mom says. So, uh, That's yeah, what watch, I did. So I watched the Oscars. And I go, oh, ugh. Most <laughs> award shows are just with, painful with to Chris, me. With Kristen and I, it's not about watching the Oscars; it's about suffering with the Oscars. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I can see that. What I've been told by talent that it's a job; it's 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 an effort to go to those and to be do, okay. be there. I mean, okay. it's, 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 it's an effort for to the women than it is for the men. Oh, because absolutely. We have the hair and the makeup and the heels and the gown, and the guys are like, "I'll just throw on a tux and I'll be there in five. Right. Yeah. And the dieting and as the... with everything. It's yes. harder for women. I know. Oh, know. here we go. I mean, are yeah. you really going to try and argue? <laughs> the things are harder for women. That? Yeah. To get out they of that. Yeah, they are. It's everything. Uh, Joe wants to ask Kristen about the docuseries Missing. Have you watched it? Ooh, I haven't. I just watched a really crazy one with, um, um, my goodness. The girl in the picture, which is like, if you guys like true crime, this is the most, I'm trying not to say a four-letter word, messed up um, true crime story I've ever seen. And it's on Netflix right now. Ugh. And the I don't even know if I should picture. tell everyone what it's about. But it's a, it's about a woman who gets hit with a, um, a hit and run and in 1990. And they try and solve the crime. And it winds up taking them all the way back to the 60s and 70s. And finding out like where this woman came from and her life and how awful it was and how adults around her all failed her um, and where she wound up. And it was so compelling. And just when you think you're like, okay, they're going to wrap up the story, there was another twist. And you're like, what? And what is this but, called, Kristen? What is it called it's again? It's called Girl in the Picture. Girl okay. in the Picture. It's on Netflix. Okay. Well, I just watched that woman in the window on Netflix and it was horrible. 
It wasn't horrible. It's horrible. They changed too much. Well, I book. see that she The Missing the is actually streaming on Hulu, which, apart from those Kardashians, <laughs> you do have a, a, a streaming series really kicking ass with The Old Man, with The Dropout, with yeah. Dope Sick. I mean, they really have it all going over there. Yeah, we've been watching all of them, actually, to tell you the truth. I haven't watched any of them. Yeah, we have watched them all. They're, they're, it, it's terrific television. Sorry, but it just is. It's a lot better. Ever since This Is Us ended, I haven't watched any TV. It's now over. I haven't watched any television since then. But well, the, Adam Adam Barley was in, in This yeah, Is Us, wasn't he? Was, he was, yeah. And now he's in uh, uh, Night, Night Sky. Sky. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I like yeah. him a lot. This Good is basic. Yeah. we got to get him on the show again, too. He used to come in the studio and do the show once in a while. Yeah, whatever happened to him? We'll have to crack <laughs> him down. I've been a pandemic in... happened. And that's yeah, right. a pandemic, pandemic happened, exactly. What, Alex? I've been reading... Like an well, that's interesting about. Did, was this is that's were they? Did they qualify for the Emmys? Because they're not in. They didn't get any nominations. Who? This is us. This is us. It, oh, they it didn't. Just finished up, didn't it? Yes, they yeah, should the have season. been. Um, they would have been qualified for their final season. Uh, that's shocking. Snub, yeah, complete snub. And wow. I think for Mandy Weird. Moore too, a lot of people felt that this was her best work in the final season too. Yeah. And I think that this is up snub is probably it's probably shocking to NBC as well. Why? Oh Why yeah, and, and especially since they're airing them again. What a, what an embarrassment. Yeah, I mean Yellowstone was uh, snubbed. Selena Gomez, who's fabulous, Murders in the Building, she was snubbed. There's a lot of them. But this year was probably the most competitive year for the primetime Emmys, and I know we say that every year, but because of the backlog of content because, and during the pandemic, everything sort of rolled out over the last television season, and there was a lot of great performances to choose from. Mm. Yeah, it's a changing landscape. I mean, with streaming, uh, you know, it just really blows the whole field wide open, doesn't it? It, it really does, and I, it's, it's really interesting just to see how quickly that landscape shifted. If you look at Emmys five years ago, it was Modern Family dominating, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Loved it. And that doesn't exist anymore. And, you know, everything is, especially that comedy category where Modern Family, you knew that all the cast was going to get nominated, the show was going to get nominated. And now you're looking at totally different things like Hacks, you know, being um, in the mix and Ted Lasso. And and those are all streaming series. Is that well, the great part about it is, too, it used to take a long time for a show to break in. Because it was so dominated by your modern families or your Sopranos or your Game of Thrones or whatever. Just the perennial nominees year after year after year. It, it was almost tiring. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the, the new shows couldn't break in. And now it's they're getting in a lot quicker, which is great. Yeah, you think about that. And CBS had a whole block with How I Met Your Mother, all those comedies. Once those went off the air, again, it was free and clear once the networks kind of like lost their stronghold on certain categories. I loved that show. That was a great show. How I Met Your Mother. Oh, How I Met Your Mother. How I Met Your Father is terrible. That show was horrendous. I saw about 15 minutes of the first episode. It was horrible. Really, really bad. But How I Met Your Mother was amazing. Yeah. They tried to do the sequel with uh, Boys in the Hall. Oh, that's Kids in the Hall? Kids in the Hall. Yeah, yeah. Kids in the Hall? Boys in the Hall. Yeah, kids in the hall. That, in that the was hood, actually pretty hall. funny. Oh, okay, go ahead. I, I didn't see the I didn't see the the attempted reboot though. Oh, that you're talking about oh we got through about ten minutes of it. That was it. Oh, it's oh, painful. Oh, forced. Oof. 
All those guys old? Nah, not good. Did they crush your head? No, I didn't even get, get that far to crush your head. No, I didn't get to crush your head. So you know, heard the heard the intro music, but that's it. There's apparently a um, docu series. I think it's on Netflix about fundamentalist Mormons. Ooh. Yes, they the, sweet. Yes, the people are just losing their minds What's over. What's it called? Is it keep sweet? It's like a yeah. I just keep rain obey. What? Yes. Yeah, that's what it is. Keep sweet, pray, and obey, and it's about uh, Warren Jeffs. Warren Jeffs. Oh. And, and it is very difficult to watch. And, yeah. and it gives you an idea of like how um, the fundamentalists broke off into the different families and factions, and and so extremely sad, and how they manipulated the system. Um, yeah. It, but it is so compelling in a really horrific way. Yeah, yeah, and if so, if you want a, a different a, a narrative version of not about Warren Jeffs, but there's also a great show on uh, I guess it's Hulu, another one. There you go, uh, Under the Banner of Heaven, with Andrew Garfield and Gil Birmingham and Daisy Edgar Jones, who's going to be the big star this week with Where the Crawdads Sing. She's in it. She's terrific. Another so great fancy. show about a true crime again, uh, a murder where a young Mormon mother and her daughter were slain. And let's just say the fundamentalists have something to do with this, maybe. So, yeah, yeah. it's I'm great that they're exposing that weirdness. Well, I mean, I think all, the Mormons, by and large, are probably pissed off because, they, again, this is about the fundamentalists. And yeah, in boy, the, I guess, it whacks. Yeah, in the show, regular Mormon people are like, no. We do not like them either. No, thank you. I wish they were called something else other than Mormons because no, <laughs> no. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, one's called LDS. The other one's called FLDS, as in Fundamentalist, fundamentalist Latter-day yeah. Saints or yeah. Church of Latter-day Saints. Yeah, we had people over this weekend and one of them was like, have you watched the FLDS? And I was like, what's an FLDS? She was like, Fundamentalist Latter-day Saints or whatever. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that they had an acronym. They do indeed. Everybody does. Well, thank God um, they didn't call themselves the FDS. Yeah, exactly. Mm. A deodorant spray? Yeah, they deodorant spray. Feminine <laughs> hygiene deodorant spray, <laughs> if you will. Yeah, to me, go. FDS is Famicom Disk System. Uh, That's so to me, FDS I was at nothing. a grocery store, and I saw some lady pick it up, FDS, yeah. and I'm like, I said out loud, FDS is still a thing. Oh, <laughs> I look God. up and there's this guy standing <laughs> next to me. And I'm like, okay, I've turned into one of those crazy people. Yeah, well, that's but where I am FDS now. FDS is it's still, still here. Yeah. You, know, you just made me think of something, and I'd like to know why is it. And I'm not a very religious person. You know, I'm, I'm not saying there is or is not a God. I, I don't know. I hope there is. That'd be great. That'd be wonderful. But why is it that, that particularly you people out there in L.A., Kristen Burt, <laughs> Why what do they do go do? after Christianity so hard and these other nut job religions they're members of? I, it makes no sense to me. Well, Christianity is kind of a huge banner. Like, you could consider Mormons Christian. Well, they are? Yeah. Are they? Yeah, oh, I mean, yeah, looking yeah. at a show like it's... Under the Banner of Heaven yeah. or that Keep Sweet, Pray, and Obey, you know, it, it is pretty amazing that Hollywood has steered pretty clear yeah, of the have. Mormons till now yep. because it, it is really, again, separate the regular Mormons from the fundamentalists, but mm-hmm. boy, there's been a few just... reality shows like Sister Wives and hmm. Finding, what is, there's another one about finding a second sister wife or whatever, but um, they, they've sort of 
um, taken a look at the reality side of it, but there hasn't been too many scripted series. What was the one that they did on Showtime years ago? God, I don't remember big, that at all. Was that Big Love? Big Love? Was oh, big, it Big Love? Yeah, big yeah, yeah. Love. Bill yeah. Paxton, yeah. Bill Paxton, yeah. I and mean, that was actually well done. And it kind of gave, I mean, probably a romanticized look at um, FLDS. But I think that, um, you know, I think that these documentaries really kind of open your eyes to, like, how abusive a lot of them are, especially towards the young girls and women. Yeah. It's incredibly yeah. tragic for yeah. many of them. Well, an acquaintance of mine is is uh, is, a, is a is a descendant of a turned out boy uh, in the during the during uh, the 1800s. He was turned out from one of the big uh, communes and had to find his way through hostile territory, oh, Native American hostile territory, to California. And it was his great 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 grandfather who uh, yeah was this it was this kid that was turned out. So they turned and the boys turned 18. You're out of here. Really? They keep all, keep all the girls around, young girls, everything yeah, like that. They stick around, and the young boys are turned out. Really? Oh, yeah, that's what... Go find your, go find your own group. Yeah, Ariel was and, watching. And, and they point they that out in this Netflix documentary about these boys that are shunned, basically. They have to go find their own way. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes, they're the ones saving their sisters who try to escape. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But, hey, I got to run. All but, right, Timmy. Um, Great to talk with you again, Kristen and and Ralph. Honestly, I like your 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 hacked voice. It sounds more radio like. Sounds well, more hack you. master. <laughs> I go, well, I'll, I'll, I'll continue. I'll continue the unfilled Chesterfields. I like it. Works for me. All right. Well, I, I'll talk with everybody next week, and Tommy will talk on Thursday. Sounds good, Timmy. Thanks a lot. All right. Yeah. Have a good day, Kristen. You still okay for about uh, another 10, 12 minutes? I also have to run. I have to have like, a bunch of articles on my plate. So <laughs> no, 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 that's fine. We'll we'll talk to you next Tuesday. Yes, I will definitely be here. Thanks a lot. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back because I, I do after the break want to ask you guys again. And I'm again, I'm not religious, so it's not a personal thing at all. I just don't understand how the people in Washington and all these other places now, especially the woke folk, they go after Christianity like there's no tomorrow. What's the difference? I'll explain it to you after the break. Please yeah, do. Explain no, it I actually Because I don't get it. I'm sure. I will. Because yeah. I don't know enough about it to get it. So I will find out right after this from Dougie Sprinthal, Saint Sprinthal. Speaking for all Christians. Yeah. Speaking yeah. for all Mont Christians. Senior. After Mont these senior. exciting announcements from our sponsors. <laughs> Tom here for Shift Real Estate. Last year, about this time when we were making plans for Key West, I met the folks from Shift Real Estate. And when I heard the Shift story, it made sense to me. It made sense to my kids, and it makes sense to pretty much everybody that's heard about them. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees. How do they do it? Shift lists for a flat fee of $5,000. You work with a full-time salaried agent. They take professional photos and videos of your home. List it on the MLS and market your home online, all for a $5,000 flat fee. Call Shift Real Estate and tell them about your home. Tell them that you heard me talking about it, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more when you list with Shift. It's the common sense way to sell your home. Visit Shift2Sell.com. That's Shift, the number two, Sell.com. Because life is expensive enough. And we are back with Stretch's picks. You know, Tom, uh, there's a lot of analysis that goes into these picks. Yeah. And uh, I highly recommend betting, of course. I always recommend betting. Yeah, absolutely. So who's winning this thing? The kitties, the pack, the bears, or the purple? 
None of the above. Those are all the teams in the division. I know that. Well, who's your pick? I'm going with Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. What? It's not a football team. I know, but it's a hell of an HVAC company. They do the most thorough system tune-up in the industry. Sabre is one of the largest Bryant dealers in the state, which means you save. Yep, I'm going with Sabre, Sabre and Bryant, doing whatever it takes to keep you comfortable. It's also the smartest time to call and schedule your furnace tune-up with Sabre. Get the most thorough tune-up in the industry from the people who keep my home comfortable. Oh, uh, one more thing, Tom. What's that? Visit SabreHeating.com. Tom here for Continuum Weight and Well-Being. If you were like me and constantly finding yourself in weight loss mode, I have great news. Continuum is here. It's new and they're doing it differently. There are no meal replacements or foods you're required to purchase. They specialize in customizing meal plans for you using all whole nutritious foods. They don't just focus on weight loss. They're upfront with their pricing. And most importantly, Continuum is designed for long-term success. Schedule a free consultation. Find out more today. Simply go to their website, Continuum Weight weightwellbeing.com or call or text them at 952-491-6527 and catch the Continuum team on my podcast on Thursdays, 11.15 a.m. I've learned so much from them, and I know you will too. Continuum Weight and Wellbeing Life Beyond Weight Loss Mode. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, what the hell was that? I said drum, and then he, I was going to say drum solo, and then Andy turned on my mic when I was saying solo. And then it made me yawn. It sounded like a yawn. Great. I thought she was yawning. Thank I know. You. Thank you so much. That's magnificent news. Okay, I'm going to ask a question, and then Doug's going to answer my question. So, and again, I, I want to be very clear with people. I am not a religious person. I am not an anti-religious person. I'm just accepted for what it is, and whatever comes of it, I will accept, right? i got no problem with that. So we have all these different religions, and it seems now in America uh, that Judaism's fine, that Islam is fine, but Christianity is not fine. What, what is that all about? Well, I think people look at uh, Christianity or Christians in America as being one monolithic group. And they're in favor of uh, the elimination of Roe v. Wade and all these really strong conservative issues. And if, for what I've noticed is that there's a very liberal wing of the Christian faith in the U.S., incredibly liberal. I mean, oh, you're right. Episcopal yeah, Church right. had the first gay um, bishop back in, like, the eight, 1980s. Uh, Gene Robinson, I think his name was. They have lesbians for priests, all kinds of stuff. But for some right. reason, the liberal Christians in, in America remain pretty quiet. Mm-hmm. I mean, so the conservative right has sort of collected all the conservative Christians and said, well, this is, you know, it's a banner. And you know, if you don't agree with them, it means you don't believe, believe in God. You're a, you know, a heathen. And so for some reason, the, the liberals are, are just being quiet. And I don't understand why that is, because liberals are... Generally not quiet. Generally, no. yeah. but, but you but you have have one section which has, uh, and I think it's a Catholic church who has this whole idea about abortion and thing is really not cool. Mm-hmm. Yet everything else is liberal. I mean, it's everything. I'm not paranoid liberal, but everything else is a liberal kind of idea. Mm-hmm. So, well, Jesus was a liberal. Yeah, pretty much. 
No, Probably he, wa he wasn't. He really? <laughs> so the whole <laughs> last will be first and the first will be that. last? Well, there you go. Okay. Fist comes down. So let's not, let's not argue about it. politics, but also religion at the same time. Oh, assassin. I got to go anywhere but here. <laughs> but Doug just pointed out that it is about politics. Yeah. yeah. It's, the, it's the conservative Christians they don't like. So it, it's all, once well, it's, again, it's all about politics. It's the politicizing Jesus. of religious beliefs. Yes. How is it? I'd say. Why can't because they believe what they want to believe? Well, you can. we did need to give the Muslims a rest. They we got, did. They in got America? pretty hard for a while. Yeah. yeah. In America? Yeah. Yeah, but what about the genocide? What about, about the Buddhist genocide in Myanmar? Yeah, are we going to give them, when do they get, let me uh, like, take a little. We're talking about America. Yeah. Oh, we <laughs> don't care what happens across the ocean. No, okay, we don't Foreignville. Care. We, don't, we don't care. Cornville. <laughs> Foreignville. Oh, I thought you said Cornville. Oh, what? Nothing happens. Cornville is a real place. Yes, yes, it is. We've been there. The don't, we, don't we have to stop hiding what this is really all about? Because it's really all about politics, and therefore it's all about money. Well, the, it, the whole thing's about money again. Yeah, I don't think that's a big secret. <laughs> but, no. it's just, but why is religion about money? It just should everything's not. Because everything's about money. That's exactly the Because answer. everything's about power. And everything's politicized well, until it's about the, money. The Catholic Church didn't do a real good Bing. job uh, <laughs> making people believe that churches are good things. Yeah, the indulgences weren't, uh, weren't great. No, there's no question about that. But, but it, it's all Christians. It's not just Catholic Christians. I know, but it kind of like like we were saying, it kind of ta everything takes a hit when somebody does something that egregious and That's tries to bury true. it. I think it does. Look at China. China has slavery and executes people, yet we cannot wait to do business with them. Well, like, like Doug said, we're talking Honey. about America here. Yeah, yeah not foreign, though. Because we boring, don't have, I don't have, none of us, none of our opinions, none of our. Our ideas have anything to do with what China's going to do. China's going to do what China's going to do. They're going to take over America. Right. Well, that's what maybe that's what do. they want to do. I don't know. But yeah. like I said, we can't do anything about Chinese leadership or anything. And I, and I recently talked to someone who was at Tiananmen Square. Oh, really? Really? Mm. Did he say nothing happened? Oh, <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. do not question oh, me anymore. Man. Please run that guy over I the would, tank. What are you talking about? I, I, I just, I, I, woo. He had, it was a rough conversation, we, and he opened yeah. my eyes. We do not want to keep up this buddy ship we have with some of these psychopaths in Russia and China and places like that. Because they do – well, China's now the richest country on earth, is it not? I don't – I they, they think very the U.S. economy is still bigger. It's not going to be long. It's not going to be long, yeah. If they haven't already. It's – I'm telling you, you better keep an eye on maybe supporting one another. And that's why America is falling apart, because we will not cooperate with one another. We just won't do it. They're two completely separate Americas, and they will not get along. And it's both sides' fault. Yeah. There's no question. Uh, unless we figure out how to get this thing back together and we can all work together as Americans, and America doesn't suck like they like to claim, we got major problems. Wouldn't you agree? Mm -hmm. Yep. I don't know why people want to be, oh, this country's horrible. Well, about what? Why? How are they horrible? Right? There you go. How is it horrible? They can never explain that. They make a bunch of crap up about this, that, and the other thing. I mean, other than, I, of course, they're not good things. There's no doubt about that. But I just never understood in America why all other faiths are just fine, even faiths that will kill you if you're not believing in their faith. They're fine. 
but Christianity's not. Well, no. According to the bar graph that I saw on Instagram. <laughs> bar graph on Instagram. Okay. <laughs> now we're talking. Women have less rights here than they do in sub-Saharan Africa. See, I saw that in a pie chart form. Oh, okay. And I, mine was I made it. Mine was a bar graph. Oh, I see. I Line see. graph, anyone? Line graph? <laughs> when they roll out the Venn diagram, yeah. then you've got something to really ask. Yeah. So they, they need to overlap that diagram right. with the uh, genital mutilation. You know, they, they don't want to do that. Yeah, you they know, don't want to do that. That's still going general. on in America. Oh, don't get me started on that. Yeah. yeah. Bad, rough mm-hmm. stuff. Isn't that amazing that it just, that, oh, that whole situation, oh, they're fine. No, they're not. No. One culture. of my favorite examples of one of those uh, social media, like, I, I hate the word misinformation because it's so abused, but it is misinformation in this case, was when COVID was at its peak. Oh, God, uh, yes. Well, yeah, there's 8 million of those, but there's one in particular uh, that was a, it was America and Canada, and America was just covered in all these red dots, and each red dot represented, you know, X amount of COVID deaths. And in Canada, there was just one red dot per province in the middle of the province. And people were like, look at how the red dots just stop at the border to Canada. (laughs) So if you think about it, there's red dots everywhere in America, but one per province in Canada. Why do you think that might be? Could it be because they're reporting by Mm -hmm. province, not by city? (laughs) But they were literally, there was like a, it was literally like a a line between the two countries. And people were like, Canada must be controlling it so much better than us. Look at that line. It just stops as soon as you get into Canada. (laughs) That's what happens when you have stupid stupid, people reading things. That is how stupid people are. And then people just see that and they're like, oh my God. And they don't think about, is this accurate or true, or why would this yeah. not make it's any like sense? It's like Steve Martin and, and the jerk. They're shooting at the cans. The cans are faulty. <laughs> yeah, the whole thing is just, why Why have we gotten, and Doc, maybe you're the one to answer this, why have we gotten into a situation where people think what they think? I mean, it's just mean as hell, viciously mean. No, but it's, it's because, you know, the, this, uh, this idea of hatred and hatred of politicians and hatred of the opposite side, you know, may have started with John F. Kennedy. Might have. Yeah. He did because, make it so it was, like, fashionable to be mm-hmm. on one side yeah, or because, another. because he was Catholic. Yep. And there was a time, there's a time in America where it was awfully bigoted. Oh, they didn't like Catholics. And at all. if you weren't a Catholic, you know, though, there was a kind of a, a bit of a hatred. And I, I may have heard that at home when I was a, when yeah, I was a kid. Me too. And that's when it kind of started. So we hated him. And then we hated Nixon because he was a bad guy. We hated him. He was not a the, crook, though. Yeah, I'm not a <laughs> I know crook. That. You know, but it on and on. So these elections have been based on hatred. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you have this, right. then that's yep. a divisive kind of a thing. It's not like coming together to try to find someone who's going to do the best. It's like, I'm going to vote for this guy because I hate the other guy. Yep. Oh, yeah. It's always lesser of two evils. Well, yeah. We're doing it again. Yeah. They're already talking to Biden. Now, do not run again. We, we can't have you running. Trump will win if you run. It's like, what? Oh, man. There was, oh, there there was a guy. poll that said that if Kamala went up against DeSantis, she would win by something like 60%. No, she's the most hated that's person ridiculous. in America. Ridiculous. Yeah, people do not like her. Let's oh, roll out one of these. Roll out one of these uh, women who are sort of middle of the road. I know. Pick someone who's not horrible. You know, why can't we find some? And someone who maybe isn't 80 years old. Yeah. Not oh, that I'm age shaming. You know, I wonder who you're all describing. Oh, who are we? Plymouth, describing? Minnesota. Amy Klobuchar. She's not 80. She's middle of the road. She's Bay not 80. Yeah. That's all you need, really. She's not 80. She's middle no. of the road. <clears throat> 
How I think old she is was. I think she was. She's got seventy-five percent approval in Minnesota every election. I mean, she's yeah, but Minnesota every other Democrat. Yeah, seventy-five percent. They don't. They don't. Oh, heck no. I thought for sure they did. Waltz didn't win by seventy-five. No. Well, Klobuchar is sixty-two. She's sixty-two yeah. years old. Yeah. Let's get somebody who is vibrant See, and thought, young. I agreed with you. I, I thought she Me. was, but yeah. I don't know if she is anymore. A vibrant, young person with this can compromise rather than someone who's divi- I mean just no that's all I'm asking let's move away compromise. from move, move away man woman gay straight whatever as long as they're you know vibrant have reasonable thoughts want to bring people together let's go see I think we yeah. should go the unknown comic route <laughs> they wear paper bags with question oh, marks on them. Oh, we don't yeah. know who they are. Like the masked singer. Exactly. Yes, the masked, masked the singer, but for yeah, the president. <laughs> exactly. That's right. And because they, they warp their voices, yep. so you yeah, can't exactly. tell if they're male or female. Mm-hmm. You they can't wear something tell their that's not color. that's completely like a bag. Yes. You can't yes. tell what. You can't sex tell any, Or they all have to be dressed up like a different animal. Yeah, exactly. And then they show. We have, yeah, we the, the Republicans just elected Andy Dick for president. Oh God! Talking about Andy Dick. Well, I don't. I think his he policies would really go over well no, with most people, though. Just Probably constantly not. sexually harassing people and yeah. getting away with it. Oh, my God. The I amount know, of times he's true. been accused of sexual harassment or sexual assault, and he's never been charged. It's nuts. Is he a booze hound? Yo, yeah, he is. I think so, yeah. He's a drinking drug Oh, problems. he's a major drug addict. He, well, yeah. he, isn't he the one who ended up uh, basically killing, killing uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Phil Hartman? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, really? He provided, was Andy drug. he provided the drugs to his ex-girlfriend, yeah. and that's she went crazy on the drugs and killed wife. Phil. Mm-hmm. His wife, yeah. whatever yeah. she was. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's yeah, why he got he, in that uh, big fight with, what's his face? John Lovitz. Yes. He made fun of John Lovitz because Phil Hartman was murdered. Yeah. He's not a good person. No. What? Yeah, no. He really was on Dancing with the person. Stars, and I was like, oh, I okay, forgot I about Andy Dick. Probably shouldn't have picked him. <laughs> Don't pick Andy Dick. Way to go. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, when Andy Dick runs in 2024, don't <laughs> vote for him. We called it. As long as he's drunk, you can vote for him because no. he's drunk. Easy to campaign right. against him. No dick in 24. <laughs> I like hey. it. It's her turn. Her being anyone but him. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. All right, last comments. Anybody? Anybody? Got, so I still want to know, are we ever going to get past hating one another, or is it just part of the deal? Is it always going to be like this? I don't this? think we can solve that here and now, Dad. No, I'm just asking a question. I'm afraid. I, I, I think I know what it takes. We need a, a more centrist leader, but more importantly, we need a massive crisis. I mean, that's We've the only time when America really pulls together. <laughs> We're in several. No, I'm not talking about inflation. I'm talking about World, World War Trade Center. Pandemics. You know, World War II, something massive. It is true. Well, that's what we all thought well. Joe Biden was going to do. He was going to be, you know, the nice grandpa, the but middle of the road guy. Yeah, there was nothing the to rally behind. The pandemic, pandemic was a huge crisis. Yeah, I mean, got George that, W. Bush that, was probably this. was waning by the time Biden took office, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. we're starting to travel again. The economy had opened back up. It wasn't yeah. over. Yeah. yeah. But it wasn't as bad as the spring of 20. But he may lead. He may, his policies, foreign policies may lead to something. A lot of a lot of stuff's going over going on over there in Europe again. Mm-hmm. Again, yeah. They just can't get along, can they? See, this is why I'm just gonna make a commune. You're gonna move and to we're Portugal. Make our own rules. Where's it gonna be? A in foreign bill somewhere? My backyard. Backyard. We're gonna take over the park. Yeah. All right, that is gonna do it. We'll talk to you tomorrow with the family. <laughs>